Good morning. Yes, I'm back again. Not sure how I got here, but I'm here. <clears throat> Such a beautiful looking congregation this morning. Give yourselves a round of applause for the mothers in the house. Hey. <clears throat> Bow with me for a minute. We ask the good Lord to look down on this gathering of the incredible body of Christ and shed your benign light upon us. Look especially at the mothers past, present, and future and strengthen them, dear Lord. Give them the fortitude to shake off life challenges so that they can continue to take care of all of us. And may they always have plenty because we know that once they have, everyone else will have. Once they have peace, the world will have peace. And we want you to look favorably upon them, and give them all the power and strength. And may you get the praise and glory. Amen. <clears throat> well, today we are here to celebrate. Well, we are here because this is what we do on Sundays, at least on Sundays anyway. But we are also here because of our Mother's Day. This is our very special Mother's Day service. And as I look around, I can tell that there, are, there must be in this crowd one or two persons who came out today, <clears throat> either just to be, just to accompany your mom, persons who are first-time visitors, or those who are first-time mothers. And at this point, I'll ask you to just identify yourself. Let's see those who are out today just to be with mom. Can you raise your hands, please? There we go. I see a number of hands. Can't call names, but I see a number of hands all around. Great, great. And let's see those of you who are first-time mothers who are in this congregation today. My hand is up. <laughs> I have been, I have been mum in the house on many occasions. I miss the mum sometimes. <clears throat> When Shirley doesn't feel like it, I got to take over. You understand how that goes. So I, I know most of you men here who have been very close with the family will understand exactly how that is. But that's just the way it is. How about our first-time visitors? Do we have any first-time visitors with us today? Oh, there we go. A few persons over to my left. Welcome, welcome. <clears throat> Please be sure to give them a grand welcome as we take a short break just so that you can say good morning, happy Mother's Day. I ask you not to travel the full length and breadth of the church, just restrict it to the area around you so that we could get back shortly, okay? And please give a grand welcome to our visitors and to any other mother you may see in the room. So we take a short, very short break.
right, folks. All right, folks. Could we settle down? Could we settle down? Wonderful. I want to put you on notice that a little later this morning, we're going to have persons come around with microphones, and we're going to ask you to give us, in few words, my most favorite memory with mom. My most favorite memory with mom. That's not coming yet, but gives you time to organize your thoughts so that you can share those with us. What's coming to you right now, though, is a very special song by none other than our brother, Michael Simonet. Good morning, and happy Mother's Day to all you mothers. What is a mother's love? Well, you didn't ask, but I'm going to tell you anyway. The palm on your fevered brow, the soft kisses when you need them most, the grip that's, that steadies you on rocky roads, the hand that feeds and nurtures you, the voice that tells you that you are loved, the shadow that walks beside you, nurturing and steadfast, unconditionally. That is a mother's love. And uh, I'd like to dedicate my song to all you mothers and to all who have been designated as mothers. You know, the mother's love extends far beyond her time in the present. She makes provisions even after she's gone for the care of those she loves. said, my son, I beg of you, I have a wish that must come true, the last thing you can do for mama. Please promise me that you will stay and take my place while I'm away and give the children love each day. I had to cry, what could I say? How hard I tried to find a word I prayed she would not see me cry So much to say that should be heard But only time to say goodbye To mama They say in time you will forget Yet still today my eyes are wet I tell myself to smile Oh mama Now soon there'll be another spring And I will start remembering The way she loved to hear us sing Her favorite song Ave Maria Ave Maria The children all have grown up now I kept my promise 
to Mama. I cannot guide them anymore. I've done my best all for Mama. Thank you very much. We're going to have a clip for you shortly on job interview for mother's job. And as I'm told it's a tough job. I don't know. I don't see it in my house. <laughs> but I'm told it's a tough job. But I know, I know like I'd, the mother in my house would say, do you want do you want dinner? And I would say, what choices do I have? She'd say yes or no. <laughs> That's a toughie. <clears throat> but right now we have a short clip for you, Nathan. It's a job interview for the position of mother. Please enjoy. Just give me one second. Thank sure. you. Sorry. Uh-huh. Two minutes. Thank you. Hi, good afternoon. Sorry about hey, that. Oi. Hi, nice Hi. to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. Have you ever done one of these interviews over the camera before? No. Well, let me tell you a little bit about the job to get started with. It's not just um, a job. It's sort of probably the most important job. Uh, the title that we have going right now is Director of Operations, but it's really kind of so much more than that. Responsibilities and requirements are, are really quite extensive. Uh, first category for the requirements would be mobility. This job requires that you must be able to work standing up most or really all of the time, uh, constantly on your feet, constantly bending over, constantly exerting yourself, a high level of stamina. Uh, uh, okay. That's a lot. For how many, like, for how many hours? Uh, 135 hours to unlimited hours a week. It's basically 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I'm sure you'll have a chance from time to time to maybe just sit down here and there, yeah? Uh, you mean like a break? Yeah. Uh, no, there are no breaks available. Is, is that even legal? Um, yeah, of course, yeah. Okay, yeah. so like no lunch? You can or... have lunch, but only when the associate is done eating their lunch. Uh... I think that's a little intense. No, no not possible. That's crazy. Now this position requires excellent negotiation and interpersonal skill. We're really looking for someone that might have a degree in uh, medicine, in finance, and the culinary arts. You must be able to wear several hats. Associate needs constant attention. Sometimes they have to stay up with an associate throughout the night. Being able to work in a chaotic environment, if you, if you had a life, we'd ask you to sort of give that life up. No vacations. In fact, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, and holidays, the workload is going to go up, and we demand that with, with a happy disposition. 
Uh, that's almost cruel. <laughs> that's almost a, a very, very sick, twisted joke. But when there's time to sleep or... Oh, no time to sleep. Yeah, all-encompassing, all almost. That's exactly right. 365 days a year? Yes. No, that's, that's inhumane. That's, that's very insane. The meaningful connections that you make and the, the feeling that you get from really helping your associate are immeasurable. Also, let's cover the salary. The position is going to pay absolutely nothing. Excuse me? No. Nobody's doing that for free. Yeah, pro bono. <laughs> completely for free. No. What if I told you there's someone that actually currently uh, holds this position right now? Billions of people, actually. Who? Moms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Moms. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and they meet every requirement, don't oh, wow. they? Oh my god. Moms are the best! Yeah, there's no pay. They're 24 hours. They're always there. Now I'm thinking about my mom. Yeah, and what are you thinking about her? I'm thinking about all those nights and everything. Thank you so much for everything you do. I know it doesn't seem like I appreciate all of it, but I definitely do. So, Mom, I want to say thank you for everything that you've done. I love you very much. You've been there through thick and thin. My mom is just awesome. She's awesome. So what do you think? Yeah? I like the bit about no pay. It's just no pay. No pay. I tell you. You know, my wife, um, she, she told me, she said, Clem, I'm going to call your mother. I said, well, you don't even have to mention that to me. You want to call my mother, go right ahead. She said, yes, but I'm not sure you're going to like what I have to say. I said, and what exactly is that? She said, I'm going to call her and tell her, Mom, please don't send me any more tips about bringing up children because I live with one of yours and he's full of deficiency. <laughs> full of deficiencies. I, I, I still don't know if she made that call, but I know my mother, you know, because my mother lived in Trinidad, lived, or used to, she's passed now. And I'm, I'm in Nassau, so it's really telephone. She couldn't do the internet stuff and so on. You know, she's, by the time she passed a few years ago, she was 94. So internet is something, I don't know if she could spell the word, really. <clears throat> so it was all telephone. So I, I got this call. She said, Clem, what are you doing to those people's daughter up there in Nassau? I said, what are you talking about, mom? She said, well, I want to make sure. She said, okay, Mother's Day is coming up. What are you going to do for her? I said, well, she's not really my mother, you know. She said, listen to me, boy. And when, the, when your mom starts calling you boy like that, you know, listen to me, boy. It's a big emphasis on that boy. Listen to me, boy. This is not your Mother's Day. It is Mother's Day. You know. She hung up the phone and called me back in another few minutes. Tell me, I'm sorry to have to hang up this phone on you, but you really, you're too insensitive. 
I said, Mom, I'm not like that 24-7. Maybe like 18-7. Not 24-7. I said, and if you doubt me, you could ask Shirley. That's it. Now, those are the kind of stories we have, with Mom. <clears throat> you, you're going to hear a lot of interesting things today, I'm sure. We have for you now Craig Knowles, who is going to come up something to do with an essay competition for kids that he managed. Morning again. <clears throat> Excuse me. The, um, well, the Clem is a brave man. He's a brave man. I, I was at his house the other day. I, I, he really is a brave man. Uh, and our sister has been, she's a strong woman. Amen? Boy. But anyhow, we're up here to um, award those individuals who participated in Calvary's, I think it's the first, Calvary's first Mother's Day essay competition. And the individuals were asked to write on why my mother is special to me. And um, as you saw by the video clip, mothers are very special. And sometimes they're involved in a thankless job. Those of us who benefit from their love and their care um, at times don't demonstrate our appreciation for the sacrifice, for the commitment, and the dedication. But this morning we have three individuals, all winners, who have written on their mothers and why their mother is so special to me. Our first contestant is Savannah Pinder, age 13. Savannah wrote on her mother, Rachel Pinder, the following. My mother is special to me because she guides me through life. And when I ask her for help, I can depend on her. She is always there for me and makes me smile when I am sad. My mother is loving, caring, outgoing, open-minded, respectful, and beautiful. My mom is not only my mom, she is my friend. My mom has hope in me and she encourages me to teach to reach for the stars. My mom is also special because she provides me with food, clean clothes, and an education. Me and my mom might fight, but I always realize that she is more important than what, than what we are fighting about. My mom is a hero. My mom is a cherry on the banana sundae. <laughs> you never really miss your mom enough until she is gone. But for me, that's not the case. I love my mom every day. Love you, mom. Can Savannah and Rachel come up now? Savannah? Our second contestant and the only male entrant, Mark Burroughs, age nine, for Renee Burroughs. I love my mom so much I can't explain, but he will explain. 
She is so good to me in so many ways. She brings clothes. She buys clothes for me. She makes sure I have something to eat for dinner. She loves me a lot and never stops. She supports me in my baseball games and she cheers me up when I lose. She teaches me at home and makes sure I always get my schoolwork done. I am so glad God has blessed me with such a wonderful mother. Mark Burroughs and Renee Burroughs. Let's give a young man a round of applause. Right. final winner. This one is special to me. I have personal interests in this one. <laughs> the child who wrote this, his name is Abigail Celeste Knowles. Hold on. Excuse me. Okay, 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 okay. She wrote it for her mother, who happens to be Anita Knowles, someone who is dear to me, my wife. And she wrote, the following, my mother is a godly woman of God. She is beautiful and she has a voice of an angel. My mother cannot be compared to any mother in the world. She is a queen to me. I love her so much. She is a godly example to me. Thank you mothers and thank you God. Love, Abigail. <laughs> Abigail and me. Let's give a round of applause to all the mothers. I think next year, I'm getting a nod, next year, we look forward to more individuals taking advantage of this opportunity. And this is to all the mothers. Though you may not have been given a prize from the platform, God has blessed you with a gift every day, the children he has given to you. They are, according to God, a heritage from the Lord. And blessed is the man and woman who has a quiver full. So, fill your quiver. Amen? <laughs> Happy Mother's Day. Thank you very much, Brother Craig. And congratulations to all the young kids who wrote those wonderful words. <laughs> wonderful. And children grow up in godly homes. It's a result, at least one of the results that you, that you could get. They say a person should always be a reflection of a godly mother. And so what you, what you see is really what you get there. 
We want to move into two other activities very quickly now. Um, one is a video clip, and that would be followed by a special recognition to moms by Errol Farquharson.
Give our special mothers, all of our mothers, a round of applause. So as we can see so far, I mean, the job of a mother is, I mean, there's no way we could ever compensate mothers for the things that they do for us. And it's with all of our heart and our love that we are here today as men and as children to show honor to each one of you. But at this particular time, we do have a few mothers that we, every year we try to uh, pick out of the very tough list of all of the dedicated mothers in CBC. We try to pick out a few that we'd like to give a little special mention to. And this year we have another five that we're going to look at. And I'll, I'll read a little bio that each one was presented on their behalf of their family, or their close family, so you can understand a little bit about the mother and what, what it is that's special about her. So the first mother is uh, going to be Laura Lowe. And it reads, if ever there was a woman of whom it could be said, there was no guile found in her mouth, it would be Laura Lowe. She's also ever ready to share a word of encouragement. She's known for her love of home and demonstrates it in her faithfulness to her husband, Paul, and her immaculate and beautifully decorated home. And we all know Laura's, I mean, interior decoration skills is, is out of this world. So Laura is always ready and willing to share both her home and her skill at interior decorating. Her hospitality is demonstrated through the hosting of a mini church twice a month and a stated desire to use her home to the glory of God, which can be seen in her readiness to open her home to God's people without reservation. So Laura is the mother of two daughters, Miranda Leach and Amy Beth Hanna, who have each given her three grandchildren and routinely rise up and call her blessed. Please come up, Laura, for a recognition. Thank you, Laura. Our next mother is a great-great-grandmother of one, a great-grandmother of five, and a grandmother of 16, and the proud mother of what she would call God's greatest gift to her, her seven children, Edna, Cheryl, Harold, Lori, Edwin, Michael, and Sheena. She's our family rock, and her greatest gift from God is the gift she shares with each of us. Her love keeps us going when times are hard, but she taught us to appreciate the blessings that we all have. Her strength is unwa unwavering, and she can make you laugh, but to see her cry could rip your heart out. She's famous in our family for her 6 a.m. birthday wake-up prayer call, followed immediately by a heartfelt personal happy birthday song. We are all tied to our mother in the most remarkable ways. She's the candle that burns brightly in our lives each and every day. So as we honor you dear, you, dear mother, on this special Mother's Day, know that you are loved by all seven in a most irre irrevocable way. And this mother is Mrs. Rosella Fountain. next mother. Happy Mother's Day to a lady who is God-fearing, kind, and excellent in everything she does. Having earned her Bachelor of Arts degree in Mass Communication from Auburn University, she was right at home when she joined the Writers' Society of the Bahamas. For a time, it seemed as if she ate and drank poetry. 
She was constantly writing and reading and tantalizing many while reciting her work. One of the most memorable and satisfying occasions was her winning the Bahamas Independence Day Poetry Competition. Although a fruitful achievement, it was not very satisfying for her. Her passion awoke after continuously listening to and following the teaching at Calvary Bible Church. Her life became enriched and she allowed the God inside of her to come alive. Vida loves her God and she especially loves her church family at Calvary Bible. It is often said that you spend your time and money with what matters most to you. If that is so, Vida definitely has Christ at the center of her life because her time and talents are always to benefit his work. Whether she's at the greeting desk on Sunday mornings, welcoming members and guests, or leading willing hearts and hands as they prepare to serve others at church functions, her presence can always be felt. At home, we observe her enthusiasm and commitment when she's at the computer creating invitations for an event or helping our mom in the kitchen with a luncheon function. She's always there helping, making sure things are right, giving us her very best. I, her sister Kendris, can personally attest to that. As a, as a child, she would always give me her best. Her gifts, her advice were always priceless. Vita is a role model despite her personal trials. She has demonstrated that working for God is the only employment that matters. Serving him by serving others is the only way to get promoted. Although raising a daughter is a mammoth task, her trust is in God to guide her daily and be the head of her house. Jordan is the most important person to her on this, on this earth, and with every act, every decision, Jordan is on her mind. Vita spends time with God, reading his word, and being an excellent Christian example for her daughter, Jordan. Vita is not infallible, but excellent because she passionately pursues what she believes her purpose is to be, which is to worship the triune God and to be a blessing to others. Happy Mother's Day, Vita, Charmaine Roll, from your mom, Beryl, your daughter, Jordan, and your sister, Kendris. We love you. Vita. fourth mother is the, is the wife of our late brother Kenny Sawyer, Sister Jan Sawyer. She's affectionately known as Sister Jan, and Jan came to Calvary Bible Church along with Pastor Weech 53 years ago. So in our humble opinion, Jan's character is one of quite a godly and encouraging woman. Her ministry is included, being a Sunday school teacher. She worked in junior church department, a choir member, worked in the nursery, a CCC board member, and she and Kenny organized the care kitchen 16 years ago, and it is still in existence today. She's also an Awana leader. So Jan has been instrumental in giving a Christian foundation to many of our sons and daughters in Calvary Bible, along with feeding the needy and less fortunate in our society and neighborhood. So at this time, we'd just like to recognize Jan. If she's here this morning, we'd like her to come forward, Jan.
Now, fifth and final mother is a mother who's one of the hardworking mothers in this church as well. And any time we speak about the Women's Fellowship, uh, we can always, her name always is the first one that comes to mind. So Sid Ward, of course, is a mother of three, and she's a very dedicated and hardworking mother in this church, having participated in, in leading the, the retreats and all of the other ministries at some point in time. We really appreciate you, Sid, and if you can come up now, we have a gift for you as well. Thank you, thank you. And again, I wish we could do it for all of our mothers, and we do have a special token at the end for all of our mothers, but please know that each and every mother, you are all loved and all appreciated from the bottom of our hearts. All right. Thank you very much, Brother Earl. Well, it's, uh, it's that time to hear from our pastor. Um, but mothers are just so very special. You're all so men in the room, in the congregation, men only. Give all of the women in your lives a round of applause, please. <clears throat> mothers believe in us no matter what we do. They believe in us. I mean, it's... It's, it's sometimes a sad indictment, but you, the baddest boy in town, mom said, not my good son, not my good son. And that's it. She stands by her boy no matter what. You know, you take, you take my mother. My mother believed that I could do and be anything, despite evidence to the contrary. She, <laughs> she went to her grave believing exactly that, you know, um, so you can all, you always love your mother no matter, no matter what. So moms, we love you. We may not always behave that way, but we love you from birth, from, from cradle to the grave. We love you. We love you very much. Enjoy your day. And please welcome Pastor Rob as he comes to do. As the ushers, please come forward to ready ourselves for this morning's offering. Let me just assure and re-emphasize re that Beth and I uh, love all the moms who are in this great congregation. Your uh, tireless efforts, prayers, modeling, and teaching of the uh, children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren of this incredible body of Christ, you are greatly appreciated. We thank God for each of you as a special gift. We're going to gather up some thoughts and prayers together at this time, so I invite you to pray with me where you sit. Gracious God, we praise and thank you that the Word of God tells us that the first thing that you saw as creator that wasn't good was the loneliness of Adam. And you gave as a special gift Eve, uh, the mother of humanity. In many senses, Father, as creator, you had uh, Eve, the first mom, be the chandelier of all your creation. And we pray, Lord, for the ladies bowed in your presence at this time that they would feel the special honor that you have in creating them in your image and using them to bring others into life and that they would also understand our love and admiration for them and our thanks to you, Lord, for each one. Lord, we pray for several in the congregation in different situations. We pray for those who are recovering after surgeries, either in hospital or at home. 
We pray, Lord, for those who face surgeries, that you be their peace and portion. Lord, we pray for those who are bereaved. Think of the Jacks and the Worrells and Don Sands and her, her family. We pray for expectant mother, Kimberly Clare, that you would continue to guard the life within and that this baby would be born whole and healthy in your time and in your way. Lord, this morning we lift up to your all-sufficient grace those in cancer treatment. We pray that those treatments would be blessed of you, Lord, and that we healing according to your flawless will and purpose in each life. And may your presence in the lives of these in treatment be evident and precious. Lord, we lift you those who would love to be here this morning but are unable for various reasons. We pray you would presence yourself within each. They would know the joy of their salvation today. Gerald Aubrey and Cynthia Bain, Pleasant Butler and Virginia Carey, Pastor Ed Godet, Martha Pender, and Annie Sands. Lord, we lift you the family featured this Lord's Day. Deandra, Danielle, and Jamie Cartwright. We lift to you our missionaries, David and Beverly Levy, as they reach out for the chosen people of Israel to know Christ as Savior. And Lord, for the Christian education department of this local church, we pray that we would always supplement and augment the spiritual training that is ongoing in families. May dads and mothers who know you take seriously the responsibility and the privilege of teaching timeless, eternal truth as found in your word to their children. And may our Christian ed efforts only uh, reinforce those efforts, Lord, we pray. As we receive your tithes, Lord, and our offerings for disbursement, we pray that we would do so with acts of kindness and mind and with trust in you to supply for our needs according to your glorious riches in Christ Jesus. Please bless, Lord, each giver and each gift that Jesus Christ would be made much of in this fellowship and in this city, in this country, and in this world. And we pray this in Jesus' name and the body of Christ said, Amen. And as we give back to the Lord, let us... Uh, let us stand together. Let us, let us give thanks to him and let's stand in, in honor of our, our mothers at this time as we sing and give back to the Lord. Now thank we all our God with
Good job, Anton. And now we're going to move into that session I told you about, my favorite memory with mom. So, just raise your hands, not all at the same time, please. There we go. All right. Let's go right ahead, go right ahead. I'd like to remember my mother, Mrs. Winifred Dorset Munnings. She passed away about three years ago. But she was an excellent mother, very caring, taught us everything that we needed to know about good behavior, manners that would carry us through life, taught us about education and the importance of it in life. But most of all, her caring at home for us and the manners that she, she taught us, the way she fixed breakfast, she fixed lunch, she checked on us at school, and she taught us about, about life and about the good things of life. Also, she taught us about her family history, and I think that's very important. I've passed the same thing on to my children, and I fondly remember my mother, and I wish she were here today. So for those of you who still have your mothers, cherish them, love them, tell them often that you love them, tell them good things about them. And I fondly remember my mother, Mrs. Winifred Munnings. <clears throat> okay. Honor her this morning, and I have memories of all of the memories she has the tradition she passed on from her mother. So I just like to say I love you and thank you for caring for me. My mom is with me today and I'm so happy about that. I have two little memories um, that I'd give you. Um, and one some of you can identify with. I'm all the way in London studying and um, hearing the phone, I'm sorry, getting the phone call and her telling me she loved me. And also um, those little males um, that break the law and send money in it and says, have, have yourself a little bit of ice cream or something like that. I kind of remember that. And uh, my oldest brother did a terrible thing one day. He got angry with all of us. He, used, he was the one who did the cooking. And um, he got terribly angry with all of us. And he says, I'm going to cook sufficient for myself and mother. And that's it. And, and that's what he did. And uh, so when mother got home, She's, we, we told her what happened and he took up her food and said, mom, here's your food. And she sat us all around her and she feed us like a chicken, you know, everybody get a little some. And that's a great, great memory. Thanks. Hi, and my name is Kendris Roll and Beryl Roll is my mother. I just want to wish her a happy Mother's Day. My fondest memory with my mom is just remembering her, cooking my favorite meal, and 
her always spending time with me, even though she was very busy. She always had several jobs when I was really young, but I could always remember on her day off, her first priority was me, me or Vida. She was always eager to take us out, and she was never in a hurry to go anyplace else. She just wanted to spend her extra time with us. And I could have remembered as a child, and I just wanted to say thank you. I love you, and I appreciate you. I love you so much. Good morning, church. Um, I have so many beyond wonderful memories of my mom, but um, the most profound memory that's etched in my mind is watching my mom prepare for work as a child. Because as Kendry said, she oftentimes worked two to three jobs at any particular time. I want to tell her I love her. I want to tell her that I really appreciate her sacrifice for my sister and myself. And most of all, her sacrifice for her entire family. And I too stand to honor the memory of my grandmother, F.C. Wallace, who has gone on to be with her God, who has been so very instrumental in my spiritual walk. Thank you. Good morning. Right here. <laughs> my name is Ashley Ward. My mom is Sid Ward. Um, and I just want to say that um, she's very special to all of us. But she not only, you know, makes everything special for us in the good times, but especially when we have bad times. And I can say that, you know, last year I had a really rough year. And, um, of course, she was there to make me laugh and to over the phone while I was in the U.S., make sure that I felt all the love and support, even though I wasn't physically with her and here with the family. And I really appreciate that. I appreciate you. And I love you. And I just hope to someday be as extraordinary of a woman as you are. Um, my mother knew the right word to say at the right time. I was a very tall child. Um, until I was 14, I was taller than all the boys in my class. I could beat them too. Um, when I was in primary school, I was abused by a short, fat little girl. I was walking home when my father would pick me up. But she had all sorts of terrible things to say to me. When my father picked me up on Shirley Street to take me home, he couldn't comfort me. When I got home, my mother said, but none of those things are true. And I stopped crying, because she knew the right words to say. My mother is Marilyn Johnson. She did not want me to speak, but guess what? I break all the rules. I'm the troubled child anyhow, so. But I'm here with her this morning. I just want to say that my mother really was a strong and a very dedicated mother. I watched her go through many situations, and I was like, hmm, not me. 
But anyhow, through it all, I would like to say on behalf of my brother and my sister who live in the States that we recognize that my mother's a very fair mom. She brought us up in this church. She was a Sunday school teacher. She was junior church director for many years. She worked on the Christian Counseling Center, and she had the Christian bookshop. So, of course, she honored and worshipped God with all her heart. Uh, Today, I just want to say, Mom, as you journey through life and as, you know, as you grow older, which we all will one day, I want you to know that we are here for you. Tim, Tracy, and myself, you will not walk this road alone. We will journey with you. I love you, Mom. Grandmother. Very educated, but she was a woman who loved. She not only loved us, but she loved the community. And I think I see I'm like her now. Because one day she was watching a funeral, and this was a Chinese family passing our house. And I asked her, Why are you crying, mommy? She said, because the children are crying for the mummy, and she was crying for them. And that's how my mummy was. She was a very soft-hearted lady, and she liked to help people. And she liked to help the neighbor who's a Malay. She liked the neighbor down the road who's a Chinese. So she never had distinction, you know. And one of the best things I remember is when I was sick some time ago, Michael was ready to go to Harvard University. And because I was sick, he was going to skip going to Harvard. And I said, no, you may not get a chance. You're already too old. <laughs> Sorry, not that old man. And so he said, well, we sent for your mother. And would you believe it? That lady couldn't speak English, but she drove. I mean, she flew all the way from Malaysia through England to come to the Bahamas to be with me. You know, and there are so many beautiful stories, but the thing that stuck is she never had financial education or anything, but she was the one who had the money at home. She never worked in a regular job. But my dad always said, if you want to borrow anything, go to your mother. (laughs) I hope I learned a lot of things from her, but I just want to say she was just a kind person. She always reached out and touched somebody's life and made it a happy place. I just want to honor her because I want to pass some of the legacies to my children so they remember that. And she's passed on. She's, it's a year since she passed, but I'll not forget her. Well, thank you very much. All very emotional stories, all very emotional comments. I just want to share with you, I spoke to Sanfa, which is our daughter, Shirley and myself, and uh, I said, what will you say about mom? She said, dad, let the church know that I love my mom a lot, and let mom know that I love her also. Thank you, mom, for the discipline. Thank you for the advice. Thank you for having a strong shoulder every time I needed one, and thank you for teaching me how to shop. (laughs) <laughs> that's 
And now we will. One more? Okay. Just, just, yeah. Brad Jr. Hello. Good morning, church. I would like to <coughs> say a special happy birthday, Mother's Day to my mother. And I appreciate her for all that she's done for me through my um, whole life. While I was being treated for cancer, she was always there with me. Stepped downstairs in my sister's house. Wouldn't go upstairs until I went to sleep. And still caring for me. And I appreciate everything that she has done for me. And I appreciate daddy being on the side. Appreciate my, uh, uh, the men fellowship that I joined. I am go to fellowship every uh, Saturday morning. But I really appreciate my mom. She never left me. And she still here with me, and I really love her. And I'd say a special, special happy Mother's Day to mom. And I always love you. Right here. Thank you. When I was, when I was about 12, my mom had 10 children. When I was about 12, my father left home to, to go to work. We didn't see him again. No, he, he wasn't kidnapped. He wasn't captured or anything. He just ran away from us. Next thing we heard from him, he was living somewhere in the United States. I guess he just got tired of all these children, hungry every day, always want something to do, whatever. But that was his solution to it. And I hear a lot of kids nowadays say, I did this because my parents, my father left me, my parents didn't love me, and so on. But I always remind them there are two ways to learn stuff. You learn how to or how not to. Because I decided from very early in life, I will never repeat the kind of things that I saw my father did. And I think I have testimony here today from Shirley to say that I've tried to live up to that as best as I can. Not perfect, nowhere close. You know, so moms are strong people. My mother brought up all of her kids. Everybody's doing and has done well. And she's just a wonderful person. She passed away in 2010 at the age of 94. You know, and, um, and I think her, the last years of her life were the very the best years of her life because as life got better for us, we ensured that we passed that on to her and she was able to really enjoy life, fly wherever you want, go when you want, come back when you want, stay long as you please, that sort of stuff. And she enjoyed that very much. So I thank the good Lord for my mom also. And I have a lot of memories that I will never, ever forget. I'll take to my grave. I hope as I did that, I made some memories for some other people along the way. <clears throat> And now we want to hear from the men's choir. I got a snippet a little while ago while they were practicing, and let me tell you something, they sound good.
Thank you, man. You sound good. Will you stand with me, please? We would like to have a minute of silence in respect and honor for our mothers who have departed and have passed away. Let's have a minute of silence. Father God, we are standing in silence to give you thanks for our mothers that have departed this life to be with you in heaven. We thank you for the special memories we hold dear. We thank you for the legacy we hold in our hands and hearts that we would pass on to the next generations. We pray, Lord, for those of us whose mothers are still with us. We pray that we would tenderly and attentively love them with respect. As we come to your word now, we pray that the Spirit of God who wrote it would be our teacher and preacher, to the end that we would not merely become smarter, but that we become more like Christ. We pray for the mothers who will hear the word today. They be encouraged in their vital ministries. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Just a word about my mom. My mom's name is Mary, and she's in Ontario this morning. I wish I could be with her, but we did have a nice telephone conversation to relay our great love and respect for my mom. Uh, she taught me so many things. She taught me the value of people's names. Uh, my mother taught me to remember people's names because people are important. My mother taught me that uh, there were consequences for bad behavior. She said, if you don't stop that, I'll put a tin ear on you. I never knew what that meant. I'll put a tin ear on you, but I thought it didn't sound good. So I fell in line. Well, we are here in a very special service to acknowledge the gift that mothers are. This is a third grade girl's definition of a grandmother. A grandmother is a lady who has no children of her own. She likes other people's little boys and girls. A grandfather is a man grandmother. He goes for walks with the boys and they talk about fishing and stuff like that. Grandmothers don't have anything to do except be there. They're old, so you shouldn't play hard or run. It's enough if they drive you to the market where the pretend horse is and have lots of quarters ready. Or if they take us for walks, they should slow down past things like pretty leaves and caterpillars. And they should never say, hurry up. Usually, grandmothers are fat, but not too fat to tie your shoes. They wear glasses and funny underwear. They can take their teeth and gums off. <laughs> Grandmothers don't have to be smart, only to answer questions like, why isn't God married? And how come dogs chase cats? Everybody should try to have a grandmother, especially if you don't have a TV, because they're the only grown-ups who have time. That's a nine-year-old's take on grandmothers. Uh, what about mothers, who, by the way, are grandmothers in training? These are actual notes from kids to their moms. Angie, age eight. Dear mother, I'm going to make dinner for you on Mother's Day. It's going to be a surprise. 
P.S. I hope you like pizza and popcorn. Robert also ate. I got you a turtle for Mother's Day. I hope you like the turtle I got this year better than the snake I got you last year. (laughs) Eileen, nine years old. Dear Mother, I wish Mother's Day wasn't always on Sunday. It would be better if it were on Monday so we wouldn't have to go to school. Diane, eight. I hope you like the flowers I got you for Mother's Day. I picked them myself when Mr. Smith wasn't looking. Billy, nine. Dear Mom, Arthur and I promise not to fight at all today for Mother's Day. Can we change the day to Monday? Our own daughter, Joanna, when she was about five, Beth noticed that for three or four Sundays after Mother's Day, Joanna would say, Happy Mother's Day, Mommy, every, every Sunday. So Beth said, That is so sweet, Joanna. I've been noticing you've been saying Happy Mother's Day the last few Sundays. And she, and she said, oh, I thought every Sunday was Mother's Day. And then maybe very realistic here with Carol, age eight. Dear Mother, here are two Tylenols. Have a happy Mother's Day. <laughs> uh, some of you are laughing because you understand that one. Very quickly, I want to introduce you to a New Testament mom. Her name is Salome. And Salome uh, is a very interesting character that we get a glimpse into through the scriptures. Not a lot of information, but significant things were told about Salome. She was godly. And as all godly moms, she imparted spiritual truth. She taught her children. Salome was the mother of James and John, the fishermen who were the Lord Jesus' original followers. Salome was married to a professional fisherman named Zebedee. And Salome was sister to Jesus' mother, Mary. That would make Salome the Lord Jesus' aunt. If you want to check that out in John 19.25, compared to Mark 15 verse 40, you will see that she was there at the foot of the Savior's cross, and she was Mary, Jesus' mother Mary's sister. Salome had material wealth. Her husband Zebedee worked hard in the family fishing business, and he had very good sales of the fish he caught and very good profits many years, so they were affluent. They were wealthy. And she was one of the women that financially supported the Lord Jesus Christ's material needs in ministry, those three and a half years of public ministry. This special day for moms marks a time that we can see together that Salome taught James and John and her other children spiritual truth, and she did so in three primary ways that all begin with E. She was an encouragement, she was an example, and she had endurance. Say that with me, ladies. Encouragement, example, and endurance. You are going to teach your children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren by your encouragement, your example, and your endurance. Let's take them one by one quickly. Encouragement. Jesus' mother Mary, you had to know she told her sister Salome about the virgin birth, 
about her son Jesus being the promised Messiah, about Jesus being, in fact, sinless. And you have to know that Mary told Salome, her sister, that Jesus was the very Son of God. Knowing all that, you must know that Salome told James and John, her sons, things that were very exceptional. That their cousin, the Lord Jesus Christ, was Messiah, God. And I have no question in my mind that Salome would have strongly encouraged James and John, her sons, to do whatever Jesus said. And they did. If you turn with me to Matthew chapter 4, let's just see how that worked out. Matthew chapter 4, I'm going to begin reading at verse 18 of Matthew 4. Matthew 4, starting at verse 18 and reading through verse 22. And walking by the Sea of Galilee, he, Jesus, saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And they immediately left their nets and followed him. And going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in the boat with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets. And he called them, and they immediately left the boat and their father and followed him. These lads learned from their mom, Salome, her encouragement they learn to obey Jesus. And many of you mothers have had that wonderful and having that wonderful ministry of encouraging your children to obey Jesus. Uh, when he says jump, don't say why, just ask the Savior, how high do you want me to jump? And so it's obvious that godly moms teach spiritual truth to their children by encouraging them. Keep encouraging your children, mothers and grandmothers and great-grandmothers this morning. The second way that Salome imparted spiritual truth and trained her sons in spiritual ways was by her example. She herself was a serious follower of Christ. If you stay in the Gospels and go from Matthew to Mark, Mark chapter 15, Mark chapter 15, verses 40 to 41, the scene is the cross. The Lord Jesus Christ is suffering and bleeding and dying for your sins and my sins and the world's sins. And we read in Mark 15, verse 40 and 41, the following. And there were also some women looking on from a distance, among whom were Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James, the less, and Joseph and Salome. And when he was in Galilee, they used to follow him and minister to him. And they were with many other women who had come up with him to Jerusalem. She was a committed follower of Jesus and was exemplary in following Christ because there she was at a distance at the foot of his cross, risking being seen and enduring things that must have been very difficult to see the sufferings of the Savior on the cross. No small risk she took as a follower of Christ and no easy sight she was willing to see as a follower of Christ. And so there's no doubt this mother named Salome, she, teach, she taught her children spiritual truth by her example. But you know what, moms? She was also flawed. She wasn't perfect in her example always. Go with me to Matthew 20. 
The scriptures are so real about so many things, about so many kinds of people and stations in life. And the scriptures are so real about Salome and all of her positive encouragement and all of her positive example. There was also an incident where she was a terrible example to her sons. Matthew 20, starting at verse 20. And then the mother of the sons of Zebedee came to him, that is Christ, with her sons, bowing down and making a request of him. And he said to her, what do you wish? She said to him, command that in your kingdom these two sons of mine may sit, one on your right and one on your left. But Jesus answered and said, you do not know what you are asking for. Are you able to drink the cup that I'm about to drink? They said to him, we are able. He said to them, my cup you shall drink, but to sit on my right and on my left, this is not mine to give, but it is for those who for whom it has been prepared by my father. And hearing this, the ten became indignant with the two brothers. And so here she was, maybe out of selfishness, maybe out of leverage, because she was family to Jesus, humanly speaking. Maybe because she had money and she was sharing her money with Jesus' needs and ministry. For whatever reason, she asked for a personal favor that was selfish for her sons to be advanced in Jesus' kingdom beyond what the Father had in store for them. And so she was rebuked. Jesus corrected the request, and she had a choice. At this point, she had a choice. She had a choice to fold up and quit and to say, oh, I've been a bad example to James and John, so I'll just stop trying to be an example at all. She didn't do that. She dusted herself off. She picked herself up. She put a bad example situation behind her, asked the Lord to forgive her, and went forward to do her best to be a positive example from that time forward. Every mom, here and in the sound of my voice later, we know that you're not perfect, and we are not perfect either. Press on when you feel that you haven't been the kind of example that you want to be. Ask the Lord's forgiveness. If need be, ask your children's forgiveness. And then go on. Jesus forgives you. Your family forgives you. And press on to be the kind of example you want to be and the Lord wants you to be. I love the fact that she taught by encouraging them to obey the Messiah. She taught by being an example at risk-taking, at being at his cross, and by giving finances to his ministry. But when she asked the inappropriate thing of the Lord and was a poor example, she went on. She got on with being a good example by the grace of God and for the glory of God. And so every mom, every believing mom, is a spiritual teacher. She's a spiritual teacher by her encouragement. She's a spiritual teacher by her example. And third and last, every spiritual mom is a spiritual teacher by her endurance. By her endurance. As I said, she dusted herself off after Jesus had to rebuke her. She got up, she pressed on, she changed, and she gave her sons an improved example the rest of her days. Despite the risk... She eventually was at the foot of the cross, Matthew 27, verse 56. Despite the despair, the fear, she went to the empty tomb to see that Jesus was resurrected from the dead, Mark 16 and verse 1. She endured. She endured. And so my sisters in Christ who have the great astounding 
astounding and astonishing privilege of being a mother or a grandmother or a great-grandmother. We love you. We thank God for you. And we ask you to keep on teaching spiritual truth to your children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren by doing it through your encouragement. You will never encourage one of your children, and they will say, thanks anyway, Mom, I don't need any more encouragement today. Won't happen. Encourage your children, be an example to your children, and endure through the ups and downs of life. Because when you will encourage, and when you will be the best example, and when you will endure, you will have impact in your children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren's lives. You will. Salome had impact in her children's lives. Her son James went on to become a leader in the early church until he willingly died a martyr's death at the hand of King Herod. And her other son, John, had a part in the leadership of the first century church at Jerusalem first, and then leadership secondly in the early church at Ephesus, and then for his fortitude to stand with Jesus Christ when the empire was against him. He was exiled to the island of Patmos. John was, her son John was. And in his 90s, the Spirit of God moved him on to write the book of Revelation, the last book of the Bible. So be encouraged. Be encouraged that moms are spiritual teachers. And I want to pray for you. Lord, I thank you for each mother bowed in your presence. I ask that you would encourage them, that they might be an encouragement to us, that you would help them to be the example that they want to be. And if they have fallen down at any point, to get back up in your strength and to go forward to be that example. Lord, bless these moms to endure. The job interview for Mother's video clip was humorous, but it's not far off. So give them grace to endure in the good work to which you've called them. Lord, give them handfuls of encouragement in their pathway as they mother, even as you did for Ruth of old in Boaz Field when the grain was dropped in Ruth's pathway to encourage her. Thank you, Lord, for this time in your word. Thank you for this worship time with our moms. Bless and keep this congregation, for we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you very much, Pastor Rob, for that encouraging message to the mothers, grandmothers, and great-grandmothers of this church. At this point, Pastor Rob, I wanted to share a short story, if you don't mind. Those quips you gave about the little kids. Well, there was this little girl whose grandmother lived in one of the family islands. And then they asked her one day, say, where exactly does grandma live? She said, at the airport. Saying, how is that so? So that's where we pick her up and that's where we drop her off. <laughs> so, you know, just, they're so innocent with these things, I tell you. And now, now we're going to ask uh, Brother Errol to help us with, we need, we need the kids. Yes, the kids who always come to help us. All the yeah. mothers, please stand. We're going to help us. At, and please, mothers. Can you stand, those of you who are able to at this point, stand, those of you who can't, maybe you just lift the hand. Here we go. You're going to need lots of kids here. Just a token of appreciation from Calvary Bible Church. 
This will take a while. I hope your roast isn't on the oven. You shouldn't leave the oven on anyway while you're out. And at this point, we want to call on Sister Helen Arnett, who will give us a closing prayer. Shall we pray? Loving Father, we thank you for your presence here as we worship and honor you. And God, in your words, you showed us how we as mothers can comfort like you. We as mothers can love and model godliness and integrity for our children. And Father, we thank you today that as you've taught us to encourage, to run this race with endurance, 
looking to you, who's able to keep us. Father, we can't do it in our strength, but we thank you for your Holy Spirit that empowers us to fulfill this job. And we know, God, if we honor you, your promise is that you will honor us. So we ask, oh God, for the mothers who are discouraged, the mothers who are crying, the mothers who are wounded. We'll be reminded today that there is hope and that you are with them and your promises. You will not crush that the whole breed that is broken, neither will you quench the wick that is smoking. May they leave you today. Encourage, Lord, to continue to pray for that son, that daughter who doesn't know you, or that son or daughter who's in prison. Whatever the situation is, God, you're here for them. And Lord, may we continue to encourage and build up each other in our most holy faith. So, oh God, our Commonwealth of the Bahamas will be a better place. And Lord, when we stand before you, we will hear, well done. In your holy name, we ascribe all glory, all honor, and all praise be unto you, most high God. Amen. Amen. Okay, that brings the service to a close for today. And mothers, please have yourselves a wonderful day. Dads, those of you who didn't cook, you know where the restaurants are. <laughs>